Welcome to The Chronicles, brought to you by the Streamer Meat Crew. This is a podcast about fly fishing and the culture around it. So come, join us on this journey. Hey, what is up everybody? It's Josh here, and I've got a special guest, Derek, uh, one of our local guys. He's decided to join me today. We're going to find a little bit about him and what his fishing background is and you know in general plus we're just drinking beer you know we're hanging out in the back of white river brewing so if you hear the music in the background that's just bud rocking out um i think we're celebrating a little bit of van halen since eddie just died so welcome Derek. well thanks for having me no no problem um so introduce yourself to everybody i mean i know you from the fly fishing world around here in our classes and stuff that you've done but introduce yourself to everybody and tell us a little bit about um, you and your fishing how you got started and when and well uh, I'm Derek Kern as you said Uh, I pretty much got started fly fishing when I was probably 10 years old when the first fish I ever caught Um, wasn't really a planned thing I was Yellowstone National Park and there's some guys fly fishing and they asked me if I wanted to catch a fish. I said yes, he showed me to catch really quick and then I pulled in an uh, H&H rainbow. So, That's all downhill uh, from there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tug so, is the drug. Yeah, so after, and my dad, he's been fly fishing since the 80s and he's had, you know, he, I grew up watching him tie flies and all that. Uh, well, if you ever see me at the fly tying stuff, you'll see a really vintage Plano tackle box. <laughs> um, so, Start, he started fly fishing in the 80s, so yeah. that makes you how old? I am uh, almost 30, so. So not, so not too young, so. Yeah, yeah. So, well, younger than me, so. <laughs> um, but, so, you've been fly fishing for a little while now. Yeah. So, good 20 years. Yeah, despite having done it for 20 years, I'm, I definitely still have a lot to learn. I'm, I think we all have plenty yeah, to learn. Yeah, So, yeah, it... Especially since you've done it for long enough, you know that just the technology and the rods have changed. I mean, it's still the same concept, but the rod quality has just gotten way better, and it's you don't have to work as hard now. Yes, I have a Sage DS2, which is really high-end rod, and I got it. Now I think my TFO is a a nicer casting rod. Still love the Sage, but... I... I, um, yeah, my very first fly rod was an Eagle Claw special okay. from Walmart years yeah, the, and years ago. The yellow ones? Yep. Yeah, I have a three-way I got from my kids. Uh, I still actually love that rod. And the newer ones are actually really nice because the quality got better. Yeah. And, yeah, mine back in the day wasn't great, so. Yeah. I always hear people talk about how much better the older ones were, but I think that they've actually said the quality has gotten better. Oh, yeah. I mean, technology and manufacturing yeah. and. They've figured out a few things. Yeah. Of course, if I didn't have five-weight line on my three-weight, it'd probably be a lot better. But probably would work a little bit. A little but, bit uh, better. For my kids, and the line was <laughs> kind of hand-me-down stuff. It's like, well, they can't mess this up too much, and if they do, it might not be thing. There you go. Yeah, and you don't want to give them the good stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're just going to beat it off trees and rocks anyway. Yes, yes. Oh. He does that, but uh, he tried to. He always would try to catch the cat in the yard. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Put anything on the end of the line, oh, yeah. torment them. Oh yeah, yeah. The cat would actually grab it if you 
If you had a big fluffy enough thing, you could actually like almost land the cat. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Hours of entertainment for the kids. Yes. Hey, go catch the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you grown up here in southwest Missouri your whole life? or? No, I actually uh, grew up in Washington State. Okay. Uh, I moved out here when I was 16. So. so, some good fishing. Have you ever made it back up there to fish? I have not. I've not fished there since I was 16. I definitely want to go back up there. Uh, I think it's all under smoke from the fires now. Yeah. It, so. I think it's started to clear out a little bit up where I'm from, but it's it was I know it was pretty bad seeing my friends still live up there. All right. Um, so around here, you know, we kind of get a mix of everything. What do you like to fish for? Um, probably my favorite place is to go to Crane Creek and get those uh, uh, cloud rainbows. Yeah. So, uh, so I. Don't think I'm the greatest fly fisherman, so if I go, well, I didn't, you know, they're hard fish to catch. I can kind of. <laughs> well, I've still never caught one yet. Uh, so. We'll have to go down there sometime. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be trips this fall once it cools off. Yeah, Just, yeah. I wanted to do it this sum or this early summer, late spring, um, after the rains kind of stopped and it wasn't flooded all the time. Yeah. But now it just got so hot that I was like, eh, I'm not even going to go out. We'll wait, let the water cool down. Yeah. We'll go out and let the ticks die down. Yeah. No, I, I've made a mistake quite a few times of not putting enough bug spray on and having chiggers from my ankles to my hips and it's just hating worst, my life. Yeah. yeah. But one of, the, one of the tricks, if you've never tried it, it sounds really weird, but when you get into chiggers and ticks, take your deodorant, because um, I use the, just the white antiperspirant, okay. and just rub it all over your legs. You smell really good for a while, but for some reason that just like masks the stitch on it. And it's way cheaper than Sugar X and everything else. Yeah, yeah. It's something you already have with you. Yeah, something you already have. So it's worth a shot um, because I got into some a couple years ago bow hunting. And I was covered from my hips to my ankles in thousands of seed ticks and chigger bites. And oh, it was horrible. after not being able to sleep for two days, I found that on a Google search one day, like home remedies, what can you do? And someone said, do that because the antiperspirant deodorant has some kind of silver thing in it. Okay. And that's what is actually in like Chigger X and stuff that causes it to stop itching. So yeah. I don't know, I still do it. I'll probably gonna try to get home. I actually have some of my legs today <laughs> from uh, bow hunting yesterday. So seen much this year? Uh, deer-wise? Yeah, deer-wise. Yeah, my parents' place has a lot of deer on it. Um, pretty much every time I've gone out this year, I've seen one. Um, I've got shots off at four, but they're all misses. So are so. you shooting traditional or compound? Or? I'm actually using a crossbow. Crossbow. There yep. you go. I'm definitely, I definitely want to get it back in, get into a compound after that, but figure, like, just kind of work my way up to that, and then you go the traditional route eventually. You can reach out a little farther with a crossbow than yeah. you can with a... Yeah, um, recurve like I started, and then I'm shooting a compound now, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty comfortable that 20-30 range. After that, I get yeah, get a little get, get a little yeah. nervous, and I've missed a few at close to 40, so yeah, I'll admit that. I think the the first two deer it's probably the same deer, but it looped around us, shot it again. Uh, I didn't realize how much the arrows were gonna drop at the broadheads, and I mean I just. As soon as I shot, I just heard like branches and rocks, and like, oh, that—that's a. 
I think the first shot of the year is like, oh, you're dumb. I'm just going to walk over here. Didn't even run away, just slowly. We, I think we've all had that. Yeah. I've, I actually was hunting out of a blind two years ago, and I had a really nice eight-point walk right up in front of me, broadside stopped, 20-yard mark, drew back, knew there was branches there, didn't even see it when I pulled, and it hit it and went, I mean, it almost took hair off its back. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And it, the arrow flew about another 40 yards past it and went right in the ground. I was like, no. But I've got many stores like that with branches yeah. that I didn't even see. Yeah. I'm sure I got plenty <laughs> like that. One of these days, I'm going to actually shoot a turkey with a bow. Yeah. That's that would my, be fun. Yeah, that's what my goal is, too. My, that's how my cousin up in Iowa hunts turkeys with a okay. bow year-round. Gun season? No, he's out with a bow. I think that sounds like Zach with his uh, traditional bow. Oh, yeah. 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 Zach's crazy, though. No, yeah, when he, <laughs> he upgrades for gun season, he uses a muzzleloader. Yeah. A flintlock muzzleloader at that. Yeah. yeah not just like a new technology. <laughs> yeah, not even percussion caps. So it was like pre-1820s. Yep. So, so McLeod, um, now you fish smallmouth, too. Yeah. Yeah, so my, um, my second favorite to go for. So what's, your, what's been your biggest uh, smallmouth? Uh, a biggest smallmouth Missouri, but of course the other one smallmouth probably doesn't count was that was on a traditional tackle. But, it all counts. Uh, well, that one was probably like a six pounder out of Potholes Reservoir, fishing for walleye. So I was using a pretty big lure, and then it snapped it right up. Hey, you can't beat that. No, I was, I was impressed. I was like, I got a good one. That's not. Yeah. Uh, down here, I think the biggest was 18 inches. Actually, it's a good sized fish. Especially for the Finley River at Linden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you caught it at Linden. Yes. Down, normally I fish above the dam, where, but this is actually below the dam where there's all the partiers. It's even better. Yeah. It was at night, so they'd all clear, most of them had cleared out. Cool. Yeah. Um, just using like a little crank or? Oh, that was the black uh, rubber leg woolly bugger. Oh. Very cool. It's even better. Yeah, I think I've caught more fish on that. Same same lure I caught, or same not lure, same fly, I caught the, my uh, big McLeod on. It seems like I just put that on everything eats it. So shoot, now we're all gonna have to tie a bunch of those up, and throw them yeah. in our box. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to tie some more up. Yeah, I I get on a rampage or not a rampage. Uh, a, you know, tying spree yeah. and. I just tie the same thing, and then I'm like, crap, I really thought I had some of these in my box. Because I'll swap to something I really wanted to do, and then I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to have to tie those now. And then I'll go back and tie those and think of something else when I'm out on the water. <laughs> yeah, my problem is me, I tie a lot of, like, a lot of woolly buggers or a lot of certain nymphs, but I never tie the right size I need when I'm fishing. <laughs> like, oh, I have all bigger ones or all smaller ones. Yep, yep. I'm the same way, because I... The, my last trip out on the current river was the same way. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I've got some of those in my box. Nope. I had the really big, because I was going to throw some woolly boogers, and yeah. I had the really big ones, and then nothing below. And I was like, really? <laughs> of course. Yeah. This is how this is going to work on this trip. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Because um, you're local here, yeah. you know, to Springfield, where I'm at. Um, what's your favorite day float to go float fish 
and just an easy flow. Probably easy flow would be the James River. Do you like putting in at Hootentown? Yeah. Floating down to Sheldon? Yeah. yeah it's such a good little stretch mm-hmm. right there. Or going down to HL Kerr is pretty good too. Yep. Oh. Um, so are you fishing out of kayaks? Yeah. What are, you, what are you fishing out of? I have a native Manta Ray 11. Very cool. Yeah. It's a nice, easy boat to move around by yourself. You know, you don't need a trailer or anything. Um, I would like to get a little bigger one. Maybe, a, you know, a multiple position seat. Something I could possibly stand up on. Yeah, the stand up ones are pretty nice. That's what I'm fishing yeah. out of. Yeah. The Perception uh, Outlaw. Okay, yeah. yeah. I can move it around myself, but it's a heavy 75 pounds. Yeah, yeah. And by the end of the day, you're pretty exhausted. I think mine's like 30 or 40, so you can. Yeah, there's a wheel in the back, so you can. it's really easy to get down to the ramp. Yeah. Mine, you just kind of drag it and yeah. throw it up on top if you have the strength. Or get somebody, hey, can you give me a hand real quick? <laughs> but, yeah, after three days on the river and fishing and everything that yeah. we did on the current, yeah, trying to load it up on top of a roof of a truck was pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, like, do I really have to do this today? <laughs> yeah, can I, can I have a break? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Talked about where you're from, where you grew up. Let's see, what else we got? Anything you want to ask? Um, not that I can think of. One thing I can well, interject is fly fishing out west compared to here. The flies are, with the exception of smallmouth, yeah. they're a lot bigger up there. So tying, you know, you, you tie a size 18, which is very rare. At least the rivers I fished and the lakes I fished to like. Well, that's where you start. You go down. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I um, I was fished Colorado a few years back, and actually it's probably been three or four years now. But that mountain lake that I fished and caught the brookie out of, little bitty size 22, um, midge, beadhead. And I'm like, I don't fish anything this small because I get so used to throwing some of the bigger stuff out here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I, I how are you going to catch something? But caught that big old chunk of a brookie on it. Yeah. So I was pretty happy with that. But, yeah, I understand that going from big or small or small to big and you're like yeah this is different because yeah. you get used to doing one thing over and over and yeah and then you go one way or the other size wise and you're like this ain't gonna work <laughs> yeah even when tying you going from small to big it's like well this is why is this so much harder to see everything <laughs> yeah yeah those small ones now that i've hit 40 i'm gonna have to get some reading glasses so i can see yeah. i'm like i was trying to read something the other day and i was like okay Got to make it bigger on my phone. I can't read this. What my dad did is he got those lamps that have the ma- oh, built-in magnifying glass and the light. So yeah. you just put that right over. You got the, all the light to it. See, that would be the way to go. Yeah. But I'm hard-headed, so. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. I, even though one of these days I'll break down and do it. I'm going to have to get the flip-down ones okay, for yeah. uh, my hat when I'm on the river. You can tie the small stuff yeah, up. Yeah, because we were – because yesterday um, I was – led a group with 37 North and teaching a bunch of people how to fly fish. Yeah. Well, they had the boxes ready for everybody with the flies in them and stuff. And they had little bitty uh, midges in there. And <laughs> some of them were a little small. And I was like, holy cow, I can't hardly see this. Yeah. And I was like, yep, yeah, it's 
going to be time here soon. I'm going to have to get those flip down bifocal glasses so you can see to tie. One tip for that is, is I got an or Orvis fly box, yeah. and it has little threader deals that clip into it. Oh, really? You can, yeah, for the midges, you can actually preload the midges onto that. That would so be then you just run easier. the line through and pull the midge up. That would be even easier. I'm going to have to look for that box. It was Orvis? Yeah, they have it at Plateau. Oh, okay. Uh, Ty told me about that. He told me about the, the midge trick. I'm like, well, this is easy. Load the midges <laughs> on. You're losing them all day. You just shoot. That would make run it Run the line easy. through, pull them up. And but he probably, yeah, yeah. He probably was brought those in because of his guiding. Easy, yeah. easy load. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, guys, we're going to take a quick break real quick. Um, you know, it's going to be time to re-beer here in just a second. I think we got one drink apiece left, um, but we will be right back. Hey, and we're back. Um, fresh beers, and we're ready to rock and roll. Um, so you've had a couple adventures this summer. Um, you recently took a guided uh, trip. Uh, was it fly fishing only, yeah, or fly was it only. just fly fishing only? Yep. Um, so where'd you go? I went to the White River. Um, out of Cotter. Out of Cotter. Well, really, it's you know, there, but yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah one of the best trout fishing rivers around here. It's uh, probably not the world, actually. Yeah. Um, and right now, yeah, streamer bites just starting to pick up. They're still running some good water out of it, so the big browns are really starting to move. Um, you went with a friend, yeah, um, Ben Woodard. Yes, excellent guy. Yeah. So before we really started recording, you were saying um, about your fly fishing, and you'd been fly fishing now, we all know, for quite a while. Yes. <laughs> and... You were, you were saying you really didn't think, or you thought you knew enough, but now after fishing, you probably don't know as much as you really did. Yes. So what's some things that you were like, oh, I know this, and then all of a sudden you're like, nope, I don't really know. Uh, mainly it was just casting all, all like the, the rig roll. The rig we were using had a, it was two weighted flies and a couple split shot and then a big thingamabobber to, you know, to keep just... Your indicator of float has to be big because of how much weight it was. And just getting used to casting that was something else. And then when you strike the fish, you had to do you know, twice as much to to get that. So Was it a full day Yeah. on the river? Yeah. So you're probably pretty tired throwing something. Yeah, <laughs> we actually, yeah, we did that the day before as well. <laughs> we had a different guide. Uh, great guide, you know, nothing to complain about. But you could definitely tell sometimes the guy had just been guiding too long and just did not care about nearly enough. Yeah, some of those guys just need to sit down and let some of the younger guys start taking over. And yeah. Help with that customer service a little bit. Yes. But, so would you recommend, Ben, for a guide trip? For sure. Yeah. It was, he was head and shoulders better than the, the guy the day before, which is still a great guide. But I, I just enjoyed everything. And Do you guys catch... Um, any big fish uh, while you were nothing, out there? Didn't catch anything big. Uh, we caught a few browns. Uh, my dad had trouble setting this with all the stuff on it, so I think he only came, only netted two fish that day. He had quite a few, had a few others on the line, but 
And, yeah, and they're still running quite a bit of water on the white. Yeah. So that makes it even harder yeah. anyway, so. It, it was a, they were running a lot of water that day, and it, this was like a weekend where you should have been there either the, like the day before or the day after. Yeah, you know, should have been there yesterday. It's definitely <laughs> true. Uh, we all have those times. Yeah, I mean, no one was catching anything. It, we talked to uh, Dally. He's ran to him a few times, and you know, was, you know Dally's flash yep. shop up there, and he's like, yeah, nothing. So, yeah, I always, especially every time I go down, I always try to take a peek or shoot him a message and be like, hey, how's fishing been? You know, yeah. what's going on? And usually I've only been there once when it's been like, okay, crap, we really should have chose this different, but I, we'd yeah. already had, you know, time to set away and we had to go. Yeah. No, that's, that's kind of what this was, although if I'd asked him how good it was on Friday, he would be like, oh, it's awesome. We're slaying the fish. And then Saturday it changed, and that was not the case. So, then um, Sunday, were there a bunch of people on the river that weren't fishing? Um, that you were dealing with? No, uh, there's mostly fishermen. I think there's there's one ski boat, but they weren't skiing. We were like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> it's not seem like the place. And I was gonna say they were probably lost. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a few bass boats here and there, but um, yeah, mostly there's people just. Love bait fishermen. Uh, I ran into one guy who asked him how he did. He goes, "Oh, I didn't get any yesterday, but I've been fly fishing." You know, like like as some excuse to not catch fish. Like, well, I caught a couple. <laughs> he goes slow, but yeah, there's always those guys that yeah. Nope, I was doing this. Well, I was doing the same thing, and I had a great day. Yeah, I mean, and I. I'm not saying I'm like that much better, but I'm not, I mean, as I've discovered probably hundreds of times, and I'm just gonna be like, yep, yeah, that, and didn't get, no luck today. Well, to each their own, but yeah, he was, he was probably looking for that, what was it from uh, River Run Syrup, bait caster with a Hills, red Hillsboro can Co- of coffee worms. Can. Yeah, yeah. That, that was probably what yeah. he was looking forward to anyway. Yeah, yeah, or he was like, the guy, or he, like River Runs Through, he's only using the dry fly. Yep. Otherwise, it's not fly fishing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I actually had someone yesterday when I was doing that class talking about that, and I was like, well, you could. We're also late in the season, but it's, yeah, you're probably not going to yeah. see much. I will say this, though. Dry fly fishing is probably more fun, so if you can do it, oh, yeah. definitely do it. do it. But, and, of course, we started at a ridiculous time in the yeah. day and fished through the heat of the day and yeah it was not good fishing anyway so yeah. and back to river runs through it really quick is it the shadow casting that <laughs> people always bring up oh just do this which i'm pretty sure that you know was it norm mclean the author yep. big fly fisherman probably added you know artful artfully just to get people who aren't fly fishermen to believe that's what you're supposed to do yep so he could Spot on the people on the river. Oh yeah, you just read my book, and that's what, that's what you thought. <laughs> thought you learned everything. Yeah, um, yeah. I've always had people ask me, "Did you do this? Did you do that?" And it's usually a reference to a river run syrup. No, I didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> completely different. <laughs> but well, still one of the best movies. Oh yeah, out. yeah. Um, as far as theatrical. Yes. Um, so. Do you follow like Bluffline Media? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they've 
that new film they just put out was really cool. I have not seen that yet. You need to go check. I know. I do. That they just actually what won this won their competition to get really? it put in. I think. So yeah, their new yeah. film is really great and. Yeah, he's done such a great job with filming, and I love yeah. his movies. Andrew's oh, yeah. awesome. All the uh, fly fishing, the Ozarks has been great. Yep. Yeah, makes me want to get out and fish and enjoy oh, the Ozarks even more. Yeah. Even though I'm out enough, but it well, always no makes me want to go out a little more. Yeah, no one's ever really out enough. Well, it's true. But work really gets in the way. It does. I really need to play the lottery so I can have a chance to win, and then I can just fish all the time. Yeah, yeah. So. And then it's probably still not enough. Yeah. Because I do have to sleep a little bit every now and then. Yeah. It starts out, oh, I, don't have to, I don't have to go to work tomorrow, so I'm just going to fish. Then you end up staying up all night mousing for big browns. And... Yeah. Yeah. We, so yesterday in that um, trip, we stopped at a brewery afterwards. Okay. Which was, you know, in the town. So a place I'd never been. I was like, oh, I got to Check it out. Hungry Hollow? Yep, Hungry Hollow. Yeah, I've been meaning to go down there for quite a while. Um, Not bad. Had some good beer. Decent beer. Um, I mean, it's no White River Brewing, but... Not many places can be, though. (laughs) No, that's true. But good beer. um, Out in the middle of nowhere. So look it up on your navigation first. Get, you'll get almost there, and then you'll lose cell service. <laughs> that's, how, that's how far out in the boonies it is. Yeah, nothing wrong with that either. Oh, no. It was great. But sitting out there, and, you know, we're all in a big group talking about our fly fishing trip, and, you know, everybody had a great time, and they were asking questions, and I was answering them, and there was two guys sitting at a table behind us, and they, they got to interacting with us, and I actually ended up, they were talking about going down to uh, the beaver tailwaters okay. um, and fishing last night because they had fished um, in the morning mm-hmm. at Roaring River where we were, and they were going to just run down there and fish that evening. And I was like, okay, I've got, we were out talking about flies, and I was like, i got something for you. So I actually ran to my car, and on my hat I had a master splinter. Okay. And so I popped it off, and I was like, here, throw this at night and just strip it in like normal yeah. and they're like all right and i was like it's a brown magnet yeah <laughs> and they're like okay and he's like well i've got mouse flies i was like no not the master splinter no you don't have this fly because it something about this fly swims great yeah and yeah but they were so excited that I gave them this i only had one on me at the time mm-hmm. and but yeah, they were all excited. It's like, give it a shot. Yeah. I really wish I'd have got their info so they could have messaged me and been like, <laughs> be okay, how to go, you know, how to, I mean, how'd you fish? And I'm sure they had, the, those tailwaters have been pretty decent lately, I think, yeah. in, in later in the evening or early, early mm-hmm. morning. So. So I know uh, when I was down in Arkansas, I was like, oh, the North Fork is where you should be at today. It's like, <laughs> well, that's oh, usually how it is. It's always another river. Cheers, Russ. <laughs> Here in a minute. <laughs> so yeah, the cheers stuff is that way. Yeah. He's walking towards it. Yeah, yep. So besides that, um, what other adventures have you been on? You, you've, I mean, I know you're a smallmouth fisherman, mm-hmm. so, and we've got some great rivers w- yes. within a 30-minute drive of oh, yeah. just about anywhere. 
Um, so what's what do you call your home waters? My home waters is the Finley River. Finley River. Uh, above uh, Linden Dam. Okay. Um, is, uh, so have you been doing quite a bit of that this yes. summer? Yes. Yeah, not as quite as much as I'd like to, but with wife and kids, like you know, I can't go after work every <laughs> single day. She gets mad at that. I understand. <laughs> there, there was a time though before I was married, I would literally I get home, throw the kayak in the back of the truck, and just go out there. So, um, pretty pretty decent fish, or yes, there's some surprisingly big ones there. Um, they're not all monsters, but this so you're not gonna catch monsters all the time. No, no. Because then you just get spoiled. Yes. Like, like all our friends up north that fish those lake fish, and oh, yeah, you know, pull out the giant smallies all the small time. Mouth, yeah. Like, oh, well, it's just a twenty-two inch. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big one. <laughs> but here, you know, a thirteen's a pretty decent one. Yeah. It's yeah. great. You know, there's not a lot of fishing pressure there. Uh, a lot of people, even people that live at Linden, discount it for fishing. Yeah, because it's been kind of that party spot. That yeah. people just go down and hang out and party and then everything. Yeah. Because we've been dealing with you know some repercussions of all of that this summer uh, because one of the landowners kind of just locked everything up and you know blocked it off from everybody and so you're just kind of like well I want to get to the river I mean how do you do this? That really <sighs> made me mad because I can no longer just. Uh, Anytime I want to go fishing, I just drive down to Linden and you know, tie yeah, you can put put in real quick and yeah, take I, mean, it I would off. love bank fishing. Above the dam, you have pretty much have to use a kayak. There's almost no shore access. Yeah, and it it's it really sucks that you do get some of those people that just ru- ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and you know one one of the real easy floats that I'd like to do is. Um, put in at what they call Pecker's Beach here yeah. on the James River and then just float down to 65. It's like a three and a half full mile float. Super easy float, nothing difficult, but some really good fishing if you can get back in there when nobody's around. But putting in at that, the Pecker's Beach or even, you know, around the 65 and floating and paddling up, yeah. you know, there's too many people though that like to just pull off and just party and hang out and leave trash everywhere and i don't know how many times this summer that we me and my wife and then some other friends would be with us we'd come back with you know a kayak or canoe full of trash oh i would do that all the time i mean it's frustrating that just a few you know bad seeds can ruin everything for everybody yeah i know before they closed linden i mean i live in sparta so i live pretty close I'd go up there on a you know Saturday or Sunday morning and just have a truck bed full of trash. And it shouldn't be your responsibility, no. but you know, as you know, a conservationist, a river steward, I guess you could call it, um, because someone who loves to spend time on the river has to do that, and it's frustrating. Yeah, I remember I went down there one time and it was flooded, and I didn't realize that when I went down there, I saw all the trash flow in the water, so I put my waders on and grabbed a trash bag and filled it up and kept it from. You know, floating down river. Yeah, and it, and it, yeah, it affects everything downstream. Yeah. And that's the frustrating part. And I know a lot of stuff, um, even, you know, within a couple hour drive, the Buffalo a couple of years ago went through that, which is a national scenic riverway. And they had some issues with a lot of trash and um, a couple 
you know, pig farms that were down yeah. there that they were having issues with downstream and, you know, between the runoff from the pig farm and fertilizer and everything, it was just ruining everything. And they finally got all that under control, I think, for the most part. Yeah, they did. I know I kept seeing them. There's always a constant legal battle with it. Like, oh, they, the pig farm would lose, yep. and then they'd do something else, and they'd lose again, and they'd try something else. Yep. Know, how many times went on can for you, years. Yeah, how, how many times can you lose before you just try something different and yeah. give up? Yeah, and it and it sucks, but hey, that's part of the, you know the group that I um, really love being a part of is that Pig Farm Inc. And yeah, yeah those river, river trash cleanup days when you can actually get people who normally wouldn't do that out on a on a stream picking up trash. They're like, oh. There's a lot more trash here than I thought. Yeah, you don't we see it all the it. time. <laughs> you don't even realize it until you start just looking for trash. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, most people don't think about it, and when you get them out there, yeah, they see that trash and they're like, "Why have I had three trash bags full?" And so yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I always yeah, I always make sure I bring uh, bring out more than I ever brought in, and you know even if you just go out there and take a one or two pieces of trash, it makes a huge difference oh, yeah. overall. If you know, everyone does that, that's yep. almost like being cleaned up. And people, I don't know how many times it can be said, but do not take glass on the river. I don't know how many times this summer I've pulled glass bottles out of the river. I mean, I wear Chacos in the river, but every now and then I like to swim. Chacos become bricks when you try to swim, <laughs> so you have to pull them off. And walking around... I don't want to cut my feet and I know little kids don't want to cut their feet and dogs don't want to cut their feet yeah and I know a lot of people that will kayak with their or canoe with their dogs in there and yeah you don't want all that happen because that's a whole nother issue now I've had friends that have cut their feet on the rivers from glass it's not a pretty sight pretty much ruins ends the day ends yeah. the float yeah you, especially when you're in the middle of a float it's okay we gotta hurry up and get to the end so we can go get something taken care of. Yeah. And then now your whole day's ruined. You're two hours into a six hour float and you're you make that last section in an hour <laughs> just to get off the river. Yeah, it makes yeah. it a rough day. So yeah, guys, be smart when you're on the river. Pick up your trash, pick up after yourself. And I'm gonna throw a challenge out here. Um if you are on a float, this is sep- or oct September, holy crap! It's, it's, <laughs> it's October. Um, it is the 11th of October when we're recording. Um, up until Thanksgiving, so I get, so you have a good little over a month, almost a month and a half. Um, if you're out on the river and you take pictures of trash, not your own beer cans, because we all know we can all have plenty of that. <laughs> Because that's part of being on the river. Yeah. But if you can send me pictures of just random trash you pick up and shoot me a message on DM, um, I will I will send you something special. And, uh, yeah, because we all want to clean up the rivers and have fun while we're doing it. And so, yeah, if you're out on a float or you're out fishing and, you can, and you're picking up trash, shoot me a picture and a message and I'll send you something special. So, um, so on that note, we're going to take a quick break, re-beer real quick, and then we'll be right back. 
and we're back again. Um, so while we were on this break, right when we were finished, we were talking about that if you would reach out to me with a picture and everything from Stream Cleanup, that I'd send you something special. Well, Derek just offered a handmade net, fishing net, to you. Um, if you would reach out, you know, with this picture, and um, so we're what we'll do is, you still reach out to me. You'll get something special for me, but then we're going to put all your names in a pot, and we're together. We will draw a name out, and he will hand make a net for you. Um, so with that being said, a lot of people don't know is that he actually makes handmade made nets. Um, we will post a picture with the show notes and everything um, when this goes up, which will more than likely be tomorrow morning. Um, but talk to me about these nets. Well, uh, I got into making them because I wanted a good gift for my dad. Uh, he said he's been fly fishing for a long time and really didn't have any good Christmas gifts for him. And I know his landing net was the old style where it was hand-tied nylon. It's like, okay, i got to make something better than that. You gotta get, get him a better net than that. So I researched how to, you know, bend wood, and the first net I did was in my bathtub. Uh, you know, something our wives always love was when yeah. we take up bathroom space. Yes, especially when you have to rebend the wood because you didn't do it right the first time, and you say, "Hey, you know how you, you couldn't take a shower yesterday, but you can't tomorrow either." <laughs> yeah, they always love that. Yeah, the kids can't take a bath either, so she was she was thrilled, but she was a good sport about it. So. So I got into that. Uh, I've always liked woodworking. So that's then I started, you know, making nets. I've not done as much as I would like to because it's really hard to want to use a steam bender in a non-air-conditioned, no-airflow barn. When it's, you know, Which is rough, yeah. yeah. Missouri gets hot. Yes. So, I mean... How many nets in total have you custom built for people? Uh, so far, I've made three, uh, but they're very simple. So I'm gonna start making a lot more of them. I wish I could say I've done, you know, hundreds, but oh, yeah. hey, we yeah. all start somewhere. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've seen the net he's made for his dad. Fantastic, high quality looking net. Um, yeah. So this is a big thing. You know, this handmade net to give out that we're, we'll draw a person. Um, to win it, yeah, it's going to be a huge deal, and so, you know, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it because maybe I'll just go out and start picking up trash and just beat you guys all out of this. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I know I'll be using a uh, fish pond uh, basket for it because if you know, I'm going to make a net, I'm make it sure it's as oh, yeah. good on the fish as possible. Yeah, that, they're they're replacement baskets for any net yeah. are great because they're such good quality. Because um, I've actually used a couple in some of my other nets that I have, um, just to replace the old old nylon stuff, and yeah, yeah. they make such a good quality product. And um, so, are they just kind of that normal, like hang on your back, hang on your vest yeah. type net? Yeah. So so far, I'm going to start probably this when it cools off a little bit. I'm going to try to make some bigger boat nets and maybe some you know ones more geared towards smallmouth. Okay. Some a little larger, a little ones. heavier duty, yeah. um, hold those bigger fish. Yeah, the boat nets are huge, especially around here because kayak fishing and kayak fishing and 
and you know those guys up north that musky and pike fish and everything so yes. yeah those big boat nets come in handy real quick especially when you need to reach out there by yourself you don't have that extra arm to you know really push it out there i've learned that the hard way in a kayak that the regular trout nets do not work as well as you think they do so yeah so we'll post a picture of this of his net that he's made um for his dad but yeah it's going to be a huge prize i'm pretty excited that he offered that because that's i mean that's a big deal so um get out there start cleaning up the rivers because you know it's something we both are pretty passionate about you know keeping our riverways clean and um, free of trash so any last words you'd like to throw out there um if anyone else is just interested in getting a net from me, oh, yeah. um, you can look me up at uh, Derek Crow on Facebook, or I do have a semi-business page, which is pretty <laughs> crappy, but it's a start. Uh, Axe Head Outdoors. You should be able to search that on Facebook, and that should pop right up. Okay. Um, we'll tag everything in our show notes, you know, before, you know, when it's posted, so you can always go there. We'll tag your Instagram and Facebook page when we post everything so you'll be able to go there too mm-hmm. um but yeah if you want a net custom made um any limitations right now um that you just have type, just the type of wood i don't really have a whole lot of selection but if you uh, if you want something i can probably go probably and come up with and get it yeah but yeah reach out to him get a custom um, net built because you know the holidays are coming up and <laughs> if, if if you're, you're like, like me or any other fisherman that I know, we all have jobs, so we just go out and buy what we want, and our wives all hate us because we always have what we want because, like we said, we're adults and we just go out and buy what we want. Yes. Um, it's always hard to find that one special gift, but we all love those handmade gifts, and a custom net would be an awesome Christmas present. Um, so reach out to him now so he has plenty of time to do, you know, that custom net or maybe do something special with the net. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to helping you guys get out there and do some of this. Um, I can also do some uh, shadow boxes. Uh, oh, yeah. Josh oh, yeah. has one of mine. So, what was it, a year? Two, two years ago. Yeah. Um, for a... For a, I don't even remember what it was. It was, it was, a, uh, it was the... The Tournament of Bronze. The Tournament of Bronze. Yeah, it was a special deal that, you know, he built this shadow box for a giveaway, and I don't even know how I won it. I don't think I deserved it, but I use it all the time. It's used at my house constantly, and it is one of the coolest things because I'm trying to remember. It was the it was a it was a Missouri Conservation map of uh, smallmouth waters. The, the waters, yeah, yeah, um, with. On the background, so yeah, you see it in the back, and then it's just individual boxes, and yeah, it's amazing. I love that box. Thank you. Well, the best way to describe it is uh, it's a, like a fly box you'd see at a fly shop where you'd have all your flies in. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's, that's a perfect way. Like, if you went to a fly shop and saw just the box with all the flies, it's that with that map in the background, and he, he would be able to make those as well. Yes. Um, with probably any map that you can come up with. If yeah. you, you want a riverway of something, yeah, reach out to him. I bet he can do it. 
I'm having a little bit of trouble with the smallmouth map because Missouri Conservation discontinued that right after I made that. Well, of course Missouri I I, would do that. Yeah. I think, well, they, they changed it, but of course, I don't know Ryan Walker really wanted one, but he doesn't have. Well, so, yeah. I've done one for my dad with a trout map. Yeah. Um, yeah, so most riverways, he can probably come up with a map from it. Um, so if there's something special, um, you live up north and there's a river that you really want to go, you know, in a box like that, reach out to him. Um, Mine's pretty good. It's probably what 11 by 17, something like that. 12 by 18, something like that. Oh, like 12 by 18. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good size box. So I mean, if you wanted something small, something bigger, he might even be able to do yeah, that I can, too. Yeah, I can definitely do that. So I mean, he has that capability. But yeah, it's beautiful. I'll actually post a picture of it as well um, if I can find it, because I think my wife probably stole it at this point, using it for all of her jewelry making stuff. <laughs> But I'll just some pictures I can send you. Out oh yeah, it, we've yeah, got we've pictures, got pictures, but um, it's it's a beautiful shadow box, so he can do those as well. Um, another great Christmas gift. I mean, we are in October and it's just a couple months away, which yeah. is sad to say. Yes, I like. I don't know started. really know where this year went. Yeah, I like getting started early on my Christmas gifts, even though I hate buying anything Christmas related besides maybe gifts. Any Christmas decorations I hate buying until it's at least Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, I I don't I don't even let my wife go in that part of Walmart. <laughs> well, I have to f be like, listen, it's Thanksgiving. Now you can start doing stuff because if not, it would be like November first, Christmas decorations. And I'm like, no, this is this isn't gonna work. Yeah, when I was a kid, I remember my dad would always it would be like the second week of December because we're not doing anything until then. Yeah, and I always hated that. I said, well, the neighbors are putting this stuff up right after Thanksgiving. Why aren't we? And then I grew up. I'm like, oh, God. He was right. Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> yes. And now, luckily, my kids and everybody. Yeah, that was a keg in the background, so don't worry. <laughs> but my kids and wife love putting all that up. I don't have to worry about it. But they know Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, that's what they're coming down. Or not Christmas Eve, the day after Christmas. Yeah. Um, they know Christmas afternoon or the next day, everything has to come down. So. I normally wait till uh, January 1st because I don't want to even think about cleaning anything else up until then. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, nope, we're done. We're, we're, we're getting ready for the new year. Yeah. We're well, starting new. For me, it's more of just being lazy. It's like, well, I have to get all these boxes. Oh, I can just wait until this day. Okay. Well, I've got mine, I wouldn't say trained, but they know at this point, listen, dad doesn't want it up. So, so yeah, they start taking it down now. So it's kind of nice that, you know, plus I don't have to deal with it, plus I have three stupid dogs that, yeah, I like to run through the Christmas tree and rub up against it and knock everything down. Yeah. So. I currently don't, don't, don't have a dog to worry about that way. Uh, I do have one? a. I got three you can choose from. Uh, <laughs> I do have three boys, um, uh, one and a half, three and five. So, so your hands are full. Yes. It's they, almost like having dogs. Yes. Except yeah, they just dogs get into are everything. less destructive because dogs can't climb and have opposable thumbs. There you go. Very true. Well, guys. Um, thanks for hanging out with us today. Derek, thank you for being on the podcast. Welcome, had a great time. Yeah, it's always a good time to drink and talk about fishing and um, you know, drinking beer. 
is always fun. Um, you can't beat that. No, no. And hopefully once it starts cooling down, we can get back into the swing of doing some fly tying stuff again this winter, fall and winter. Um, yeah, I'm working on a few special things for that coming up. So, you know, be on the lookout if you're local to Springfield, Missouri. We'll, we're going to do some fun stuff, I think, this winter. Um, but, yeah, thanks for joining us. Any last words you want to say? Um, the only I can really think of is uh, next time you're out fishing, you pick up more trash than you brought with you, and it might land you a landing net. There you go. No truer words have been said. So, yeah, remember our contest that you um, heard here. You're, so you're going to have to listen to the episode for this. So um, we will catch you guys later.